Hello everyone. I hope you are doing well. We are back with another episode of Blitz Business. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Bharat, thank you so much for joining at Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much Ashish for having me over. Great. So Bharat, tell us first of all a little bit about yourself and then we'll talk about your venture. how you started your venture billihu if i'm pronouncing the name right <laughs> right so that's all right the local dialect would be uh, billihu uh but that's okay i mean billihu works uh and yeah i'm i'm bharat singhal i'm a 30 year old professional design professional and i went to mit institute of design in pune uh and that is where i get did my grad from and uh, Yeah, and and then I started Billy Who in two thousand seventeen, uh, April thirtieth. So, what was Bharat the? How did you identify your venture? I mean, was it a sheer luck, or you were thinking of doing this thing for some time? I mean, what led you to start your venture? So, uh, what happened was during the course of my design education, um, that there was a project that came, that I came across in twenty eleven, twenty eleven July. Yeah. that is when i came across a hypothetical project with the coffee board of india that is when i discovered there something called the coffee board of india and you know similarly there was a tea board and all of that so it's under the ministry of commerce so the idea was to do uh, a retail strategy for them because um, you know if tea board per se does not earn money uh, by themselves so what they do is they intermediary between the farmers and the buyers so they basically promote indian coffee all over the world in india and abroad but uh, they said okay we want to reach out to all the leading b schools of india that they shortlisted some 17 b schools and they said uh, can we get younger people to join the industry at any point in the value chain if they join in we'll offer them subsidies but what is that plan what is the proposal all of that they said can you work on that so i happened to work on it as a part of my design learning and then uh yeah i i got introduced to some really good people in the uh, coffee board who were really passionate themselves and then uh, i think i just took on that passion and i learned and i understood that there's so much uh, more to coffee than just cappuccinos and lattes and when i say more to coffee it's mostly agriculture so it was very intimidating because uh, i'm not a science student um, i want to understand so much and coffee was always more glamorous than uh, you know agriculture perhaps and uh, how or how we perceive agriculture rather and uh, yeah then then i i took a back seat i said okay i can't do this uh, though however my project came out really good so much so that the coffee board chairman that time said you know i would be able to help you in whichever capacity and so many people offered help and whatever but i i was just intimidated so i stepped back i continued with my education i was working uh, as a freelance architect designer uh, then i was doing a lot of hospitality projects and that is when uh, you know every every new pub launch or whatever it would strike me that oh damn my product is not there so i went and studied in 2014 and uh coffee with the coffee board in in bangalore i did a short course spent time in chikmagalore spent time with a lot of people in the coffee industry and uh, they were all much elder okay they were all above 55 uh 
years of age, 50, 55 years of age. And then, um, and they were like, Haan, koi hai. you know, there's, there's this young kid. <laughs> <laughs> and Delhi se hai to even more, you know, that uh, ki, oh, he's just here for like, some time pass or whatever. I wasn't taken seriously at all. Anywhere I went, I wasn't taken seriously. So, um, yeah, then I, then I said, okay, let's, let's do something interesting. And then uh, I said, then, then after the course, I realized, oh God, it requires a lot of money. So again, I took a back seat. I was still working with an architect here. Then, uh, like I said, with those new pub launches and everything, it would strike me. He, why is my product not there, right? Especially when I can do something. I don't know what I can do, but I can do something because I'm so well read at that space now. Or I'd like to imagine so. So uh, then um, uh, in 2017, I quit my job, went to Goa, May, May 2017. May 2016. Yeah, I quit my job, went to Goa with my friends and I said, I don't want to go back to designing and I want to do something, uh, you know, in the entrepreneurial space and I want to take up coffee because I think I know what I want to do. So they said, okay, don't go directly back home. Why don't you go to Bangalore instead, take a diversion and then uh, carry some blends, do something with it. Just just do it. Abhi do, make some blends and all. Kya hota hai? I have no idea how to do it. What to do. <laughs> I visited a couple of people and then, you know, I spent time with them. We developed a cold brew blend. We did some crazy experiments for which I was hated. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, you know, and then like, I was trying like crazy flavors and all that with coffee. And they were just like, what is this guy doing? Anyway, so uh, I developed my first cold brew blend and I came back to Delhi and I sold that to a coconut water brand in Gurgaon wherein uh, they were serving cold brew, uh, sorry, coconut water through a chilled pipe and then adding flavors. So, you know, that those guys took coffee, like a coffee coconut water uh, drink. And that accepted well. So I thought, okay, this is great. Can we do more with this? So, um, uh, again, I have no idea. I said, how can we sell packets? So this is uh, June, okay, now June, 20, June 2016, then that most of the year was procrastination for me. Sometimes I look back and I feel, ki, you know, did I waste my time or did I, or maybe that time of procrastination was important for me. But uh, to be honest, uh, yeah, that year was quite crazy because at one point, you know, I was doing nothing. I would just wake up, sit, break, have breakfast and just sit, do nothing. And because it was something that I'm, you know, F&B is not something our family's into or any friends were into. So a completely new space, hospitality and F&B. So it took me some time to understand kya, kya, kaise, kaise hota hai, what all needs to be done. So in January, there was a wedding order from Kurg. Now, you know how Kurg, may, if there's a wedding, obviously they want gifting to be done with coffee. Hmm. So it's like two gift boxes. So... Uh, I said, okay, okay let's, let's do this. Uh, gift boxes, I need boxes, I need packets, and hello, how will I grind my coffee? So I need a professional grinder. Professional grinders were costing more than a lakh, you know, like 1.5 lakhs, 2 lakhs. So I said, okay, this is crazy. I mean, I can't just put in all the money at once, you know, into one grinder. So thankfully, by chance, that time, there was a second-hand grinder available in Mumbai. So I went to Mumbai by train, got it packed and got, carried it back with me in the train. Uh, I, I got a nice uh, a wooden crate made for it and all of that. Came back and 
yeah i'm still using that grinder it's fantastic it's one of the state of the art <laughs> wow <laughs> and i got it at a throwaway price uh, from a corporate so yeah that that worked for me then i saw some 70 80 packets okay just just to fulfill this wedding order because again i don't know what to do ahead of this so uh, i i did that i fulfilled the order it went out great i got now because it was a coffee planters uh, wedding so automatically a lot of coffee planters and tea planters knew about us and um, uh, yeah the family was actually from bengal uh, west bengal so um, you know they had their own network in assam and all of that uh, with the tea planters so suddenly we got so much uh, recognition in that space and then in march is when i finally started to build delivery at proper packets proper packaging labeling everything in place uh, according to fasai my license came in got my company registered uh, got a bank account everything you know the typical housekeeping for starting a business and then i sent out coffee samples randomly to restaurants and one of them who still our client four years later is called jaipur modern uh so they they based out of jaipur it was one of the best places to visit uh, in jaipur and they had a beautiful restaurant they still do have a beautiful restaurant and you know a store attached to it so they started serving our coffees and then i called him and i said why do you switch to our coffees so this is a practice i mostly follow with most of our clients just to understand you know what do they like about us the coffee the product the service uh you know what where can we improve what do we what do we i mean you know what is the scope for improvement perhaps so that and they said uh, your product was great we don't know you we don't know anything but the product is great so we want to keep this product in our cafe so that is what kicked it and then it took me a month to get more housekeeping done and then 30th april is why i call it our anniversary so 30th april is when we first went to the public showcased our products and all of that yeah parat it sounded like you know uh, it's like reading through a novel book or something the story <laughs> <laughs> and the turning page was going to goa first i mean that's the crucial <laughs> point <laughs> i mean it's it's amazing when you look back somehow yeah. you know everything how it connects all the dots yeah, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> wow and so you started first then back uh, 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 purely online like doing through partnership when was the first you opened the retail outlet right so uh, ashi we don't have retail outlets but uh, we like like our first b2b client like a business mostly focused on b2b so that is supplying to hotels restaurants cafes offices you know organizations so um, yeah my first client was jaipur modern who's still with us and um uh yeah then may onwards we started pitch to airlines to hotels uh i was a one man army and um i did everything on my own i had a driver from home that i, I would borrow from mom and dad and he would take me everywhere and he would also help me set up you know my tasting sessions and then wrap up and all of that because i would carry everything in like suitcases and stuff uh and yeah we we first cracked taj group of hotels uh in the first year itself then we were growing at number one cafe in leh in ladakh called bobs cafe uh it was the number one cafe on trip advisor i remember then we were also growing in kochi uh and and of course jaipur 
plus Taj Hotels. And then from Taj, then uh, Oberoi came in, and then now we are with a couple of hotels, Pan India. Uh, so is it a uh, uh, so your focus will continue to remain in B2B or you plan to have uh, direct sale also nice. to consumer? I am um, personally as Bharat in my capacity I am obsessed with hospitality so I think I'll stick to that but for the business to grow uh, yes of course and and the product to reach the consumer which is extremely important because you know it's the consumers who actually make the brand. So it's the people who make the brand, right? So uh, definitely um, uh, the agenda, the last one and a half years has been to reach out to uh, as many digital marketplaces as possible. And this year it's been uh, the focus to um, uh, completely, um, uh, you know, reach out to most and every gourmet store uh, in the country, wherever it would be. I mean, we were also in uh, Sikkim and Manipur and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, wherever it needs to go. Mm-hmm. So Bharat, tell us a little, you know, what makes your coffee so special? Right. So uh, see that uh, most of our coffee sourcing is from Chikmangalur in Karnataka, Chikmangalur and regions around Manjarabad and all that. Um, we work with about 11 plantations and uh, we, we also work, that also includes curing works because not all coffees we buy from the planter directly some of them we buy from curing works as well that is where typically coffees are um, uh, processed post harvest so that's that and um, um, yeah about what is special is that most of our coffees are uh, sustainably grown so they also practice uh, sustainable farming methods uh, at the plantation and uh, they're all medium to light roast. So we typically do not do dark roast coffees because each coffee is, I mean, we'd like to treat it in a manner that we bring out all the uh, nicer, calmer, sweeter notes of each coffee. So we have a couple of blends that work well with milk and sugar and all of that as well, wherein we don't focus so much on the sweetness because, you know, sometimes a customer also wants that um, uh, nice full bodied bitter cup of, coffee you know for a kick so uh, we do have that also but most of our coffees are specialty grade which means they've been scored uh, 80 plus out of 100 uh, on various parameters which is uh, body acidity mouthfeel uh, all of that yeah. so, and what is the most yeah. challenging aspect um, uh, in this entire process of blending or right so uh, see challenging uh, Jaga, I'll tell you um, what is the most interesting part of this is, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of innovation uh, in the post-harvest processing stage of coffee. Uh, coffee is also one of the most complex beverages known to mankind. Okay, So every way how it's grown, where it's grown, how it's stored, uh, how it's processed post-harvest, um, everything makes a lot of difference to the cup, even, even the way you serve it, you know, after brewing. Uh, so every bit is extremely important. Uh, we like to play around with the post-harvest processing, uh, wherein you know there are different ways to reach the coffee bean inside the fruit. So coffee bean inside the fruit, you can imagine like a, um, a mango in a seed. You know, so how do you reach the seed of the mango? Uh, you peel it, then you you take out the pulp, 
how like if you were to consider the seed of the mango very precious what are the different ways to reach it so um, um similarly in a coffee cherry uh, coffees are grown on a plant with red cherries and those inside those red cherries are the coffee beans oh by the way you didn't ask me about bilio so bilio is a word for flower and that's the coffee blossom uh, i mean it's significant of the coffee blossom and uh, it basically blooms uh, to signify the yield in the uh, next season so you know a coffee planter will look at a flower and understand how much yield is going to have by the end of the year so the start of the year for a planter is about march april and uh, the harvest time is about october to february uh, around the world so uh, flowers bloom at the start and towards the end those flowers the, the bud of the flower turns into a fruit and inside the fruit there are two coffee beans so that is how it is so uh, yeah we've kept the name bilio only so that you know we talk about agriculture we talk about coffee grown being grown on a plant a legit plant with proper fruits and flowers you know so that's that sorry where were we we were about we were discussing post harvest process yeah so yes. this, that is where there is a lot of innovation but then uh, you know innovation is something we we'll keep working on but then uh, the coffee market is so small or rather so young uh, that uh everybody i mean to please everybody's taste is also a big challenge and given what is easily accessible in the market uh it's also difficult to make them understand how a product can be so different and currently how many squs you have or currently squs i think we have about 65 66 yeah which which is your best selling uh coffee flavor uh so there is this variant on our website uh which is called agora estate uh that is a single estate coffee like the name suggests is coming from agora estate so uh it's a woman led farm uh ms rohini is the founder of the farm, i mean is the uh, owner of the farm and she is uh practicing complete sustainable um, uh, agriculture there in her plantation she is also one of the first four coffee plantations in the world to be certified as wildlife friendly so this coffee is super i mean very encouraging biodiversity is a whole at the plantation and this coffee is um, super yum okay so to say so it's it's got this little sweetness of like dates like really strong nice uh dainty sweetness plus uh it's got some beautiful notes of peanuts and chocolate and uh, very very mild acidity so Uh, you know it has that punch but mild esenigo it's not like it's overly bitter or uncomfortable so yeah it's a, it's a very nice balanced cup it sounds definitely delicious i would have said i would try it out but <laughs> i'm inclined towards i'm inclined towards little tea but definitely in the, in the near future yes <laughs> i try to try it and and bharat you mentioned ki um you have started it focusing more you know uh, building going direct to consumer right. so what sort of strategies you have uh, implemented so far or what are the ways you are looking to enter in the directly in d2c if i can say so in the consumer right. market directly right see uh, direct to consumer would mean it has to go from our website which uh, that is my understanding but it's difficult because i need to spend crazy amounts of marketing mm-hmm. so 
something we can afford right now. But however, to reach the consumer, uh, instead of, you know, coffees being available only at restaurants and hotels. So to reach the consumer um, uh, more direct, we're tying up with a lot of digital marketplaces anywhere and everywhere in the country. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, what has been the, uh, if I can go back a little bit, so you have been running business since 2017. I mean, each year you must have seen different sets of challenges or opportunities, right? So from your experience, uh, you know, um, running single-handedly, managing single-handedly different aspects in the beginning till now, if you can reflect upon what was the most difficult aspect over the years uh, when you started the business, you definitely mentioned a couple of things. You had to do many things by yourself. Uh, But if there are other things you want to reflect and mention. So... um... Challenges from the beginning. <laughs> See, um, challenges, I don't know, because I've literally enjoyed every bit of my journey till now. And uh, chances has been talent for sure. Uh, talent and talent to basically educate. Okay, Because our, our product is such that there's so much education that is required, you know, uh, uh, it's it's almost like saying that you have a chocolate milkshake every day at home, but listen, the chocolate milkshake that you're having at home is not legit. Try out this chocolate milkshake. You know, so it's as simple and it's as crazy as that, wherein we tell people that the coffee that you're having, uh, switch to this because once you switch to, let's say, pure uh, roast and ground coffee instead of instant coffee, uh, it would be a different experience altogether and we get you hooked. But then, I mean, we're, I'm not saying that we are going against instant coffee, but uh, anybody who likes coffee, we try to switch them to a roast and ground coffee, wherein, uh, yeah, you're, you're having something more uh, uh, authentic, if I can call it. I'm not sure if it's the right word to use, but uh, yeah, that's that. So challenge has been mostly uh, to educate the consumer about what they're drinking, why they're drinking, and uh, yeah, that's that. And you mentioned the market is uh, quite young, right? I mean, um, looking from consumer perspective or lens, uh, uh, if you have some stats in terms of, uh, is India predominantly more tea drinker, coffee drinker, I mean, uh, from what perspective um, is the segment young? I mean, where do you see the growth coming in, if I can rephrase it? Right. Growth coming in would perhaps be only if uh, coffee becomes more easy and less intimidating. Uh, Easy coffee, easiest coffee is, of course, instant coffee. Uh, Second easy coffee would be bottled coffee. Third would be decoctions, which are also available in the market. Uh, fourth easy would be that you don't need any equipment and you can make your own coffee using let's say dip bag so that is what we are looking at at the moment uh, bottled coffees also we've introduced you know cold brew bottles uh, however we're not able to scale because we don't have a tie up or a manufacturer to do that on a large scale for us but however I mean I'm okay with that I don't think um, um, growing pan India with bottled coffees is the plan right now but dip bags is definitely on the cards we're working on as we speak. Uh, we introduced cold brew dip bags wherein you can brew your own cold coffee at home. 
but the hot coffee dip bags are taking some time and uh, but once they're there then it's super easy all you need is just hot water to brew your coffee and within five to ten minutes your coffee would be done uh, that way we can reach the masses really well but uh, yeah then then I don't think the challenge there would be many challenges from how I see it but of course marketing would be a huge uh, expense then Mm -hmm. you said where would the money come in from something like what, sorry what was your question yes i mean what will be the factors to drive up the growth here right it would have to i think mean, we would definitely have to spend on marketing and enrolling into modern trade uh, wherein you have to pay exorbitant onboarding fees and all of that for sure yeah and and so much product sampling also because so many people would not be used to those dip tea right dip chai but they that okay the same dip concept has coffee is a little crazy so uh, i mean they'll think we are crazy so sometime I so Bharat, have you raised any capital so far or you plan to raise zero capital raised till now uh, and yeah we are planning to raise and uh, we we keep chatting to everybody who comes our way uh, nothing very exciting has come in yet so anybody who's listening to this and wants to invest in video please <laughs> <laughs> I'll add the link in the description. Very good. And and Bharat, uh, um, there are many other brands uh, uh, which I've noticed has come up in the last couple of years. For example, let's say Sleepy Owl or other brands. So, what's your thought process on that? So that has really helped. Yeah, that has really helped because you know so many people have gotten to know of Cold Brew from Sleepy Owl. So many people have got to know of, um, 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 you know, pour overs and French fries thanks to other leading players like Blue Tokai. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they're, they're all helping grow the market. Everybody's contributing to it in their own ways. Right. And uh, anything you particularly appreciate, like, dislike uh, about your competitors without naming? Hmm. Uh, no, I think everybody's doing a good job as long as they don't ridicule the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, like try and sell your product by ridiculing another product. That's the only thing. And uh, so moving on. So Bharat, yeah. what has been the impact of uh, COVID um, on your business? You have seen uptick in sales or uh, walk us through how you have managed and dealt with uh, the COVID wave. Yeah. yeah. Last year, we've grown about uh, 8% in our turnover. Uh, while I thought we won't be able to match our turnover from the pre-COVID year, we've uh, grown beyond that. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it because, of course, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we enrolled ourselves across so many platforms. There's so many people delivering groceries and, you know, farm fresh food and all of that. So tying up with them helped us because, you know, we became part of the essential uh, uh that that goes with to, to every household with other things with other uh pantry stuff so um yeah that's helped us plus uh there was a crazy boom after uh after the lock uh, unlock because um yeah we we cracked more hotels we cracked more restaurants uh so many new places opened up 
which are right now in standby, but I'm sure they'll come back uh, by next month. Everybody will be up in, uh, in the game again. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Well, I mean, we've been dead in the B2B space. However, I know it'll all pick up because we just saw that last year. And uh, any, uh, so how has the supply chain been impacted or uh, what has yeah. been the impact on supply it's chain? It's been a nightmare. Logistics has been a nightmare. This year, is, it's still better. Last year was crazy. Uh, Chikmangalur was shut, Hebal was shut. Uh, so many parts, uh, you know, all the, the entire route from Chikmangalur to Bangalore was shut. And uh, so many coffees got uh, delayed, you know, in, in reaching our warehouse. Uh, because what see that is the time when monsoon also hits India, right? So mm. rain starts in the south. So um, a lot of coffees got. I mean, they lost a lot of flavor. They absorbed a lot more moisture than would that what was required. So this year we learned and we you know tried to uh, call for most crops uh, well in advance. So this year we are also offering this year's harvest much sooner. Like last year, we started in July, I think. This year, we've already started in May. So that way, it's worked better. Uh, logistics still, however, uh, is crazy because uh, we are using only one platform. And uh, there, there are issues with that also. We use more platforms, there are issues there also. So really, like, there's nowhere to go but just deal with it. Where do you see, uh, like, it's it's more of a less, like, in the next five, ten years, uh, where do you see opportunities coming in in terms of uh, having dips or bottled coffee? Like, where do you see consumer trend shifting in, if I can ask in that fashion? Uh, to be honest, I think consumers will move to will will move to brewing coffees at home using uh, all the paraphernalia, all the brewing equipment, because it's something that is picking up. People are investing now, you know, in coffee makers and you know. Uh, I, I don't know the real reason why that shift is happening because from what I understand, people are also very busy in their lives. So where are they taking out the time to grind fresh coffee beans and then make their own coffee? But surprisingly, it's happening a lot and I'm the happiest uh, it's happening. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still not a big market that you know you can earn your bread, but bread and butter by just catering to that market. Uh, however, it's it's something very interesting um, because people genuinely, you know, maybe maybe it's just therapeutic to brew coffees. You know, how I feel, uh, you know, those three to four five minutes, whatever it takes, uh, it's really nice. It's like when you make your masala chai, you keep standing in front of it, <laughs> and aromas come in, and then you, you add the milk, and then you wait for it to boil. And all that. So I I think it's similarly therapeutic. And um, and and I, I really enjoy it. So I would imagine others also really enjoy it. However, the bigger market is, of course, uh, I think dip bags and ready-to-drink uh, bottled coffees. I think people are leveraging their travel time uh, yeah. to brew coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best part is you don't need to now, so you can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom. You can do it in your balcony. Brew your coffee anywhere as long as you have hot water in your kettle. That's that's great, Bharat. Bharat, if you were to you know start uh, again uh, from scratch, uh, you mentioned definitely in the beginning you felt maybe you were wasting time or you could have started early, etc., etc. But if you were to start again 
from scratch today what would you have done differently hmm. if i were to start today very bad question but uh, <laughs> what would i do differently i don't think um i think i would invest in marketing from day one that is one thing for sure baki i don't think uh, there's too much i would change because i very honestly enjoy every bit of the journey like i said before and i'm really enjoying what i'm doing so um, i don't know what i would do differently personally but i will definitely give it a thought varad <laughs> you're the first founder i met on the podcast which is so much con- content <laughs> with it journey so far <laughs> <laughs> it it is such a rare you know it's rare and refreshing to see <laughs> we are a very small team and we all have fun we all work really hard we work like overnight all nighters and then we party also all nighters together so uh, i think i think we are quite um, comfortable in that space if i can say that i think that's very important point because if you can if you're enjoying your business you know i mean all these small small challenges you know can be easily managed handled and i think that's ultimately the point it should not feel like you're lifting weights every day i'm saying there is a legit charm to running a small business yes yes <laughs> so are you trying to say you don't need now any capital <laughs> Oh, no, of course I need capital. I'm very confident. I won't add that stress on my head. <laughs> and uh, Bharat, um, any suggestions, you know, to fellow listeners and, you know, someone is looking to start a coffee brand or a tea brand, you know, into this yeah. segment, you know, what will you encourage them? What will you, uh, what sort of knowledge will you impart with them? Uh, what sort of knowledge? Knowledge to nothing, no knowledge for me. please uh, go ahead and start something just just do it uh, you'll figure it out on your own and and be a self learner for sure like you have to be a self learner uh, because that is what will drive you to wake up every day and do something is what i feel uh, yeah because you're always learning something you're achieving something so that sense of achievement when you actually make something happen uh, that is what will keep pushing you for another day wonderful bharat uh, uh, it was really great talking to you and definitely you have inclined me towards <laughs> trying out at least a little bit of coffee <laughs> which i will attempt <laughs> <laughs> but really wish you all the success i mean uh, i really enjoyed you know to see founders who enjoy business uh, uh, you know what they are building and have such right. a positive impact i think it's really good and refreshing yes. to see and uh, yeah definitely Love all the very best so many founders have spoken so much about their business it's so nice to listen and it's always nice to learn also from others thank you everyone for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, we will be back with more interesting episodes soon stay tuned